Welcome to What's Going On, the weekly podcast and videocast of First United Methodist Church in Yankton, South Dakota. Hi, and welcome to this week's episode of What's Going On. I'm Pastor Katie here at First United Methodist in Yankton, South Dakota, and I'm glad you could join me for this episode. In this episode, uh, I'm going to reflect on the brokenness of the world and how I've been finding hope in the midst of it, and hopefully you are finding some hope as well. It's been a hard week. There are things going on in the world, in our country, in our community, and in the church and church family even that have reminded me of just how much we all carry, how much each one of us struggles with something, how much weight and grief and burden that we carry as a people. I'm, I think of what's going on in the Middle East, which feels a world away. And there's most of my day I can go through and not even honestly think about it that much because it doesn't affect me directly. And yet, if I turn my attention to it, I am immediately heartbroken at what people are facing there and the complexities of it and the loss of life because of it. And my heart's broken for people I never met and will never know, but they are people who are beloved by my God. And if God loves them, then I'm called to love them. And I don't know. I don't, you know, I wish, I wish I had something profound to say. I wish I had profound teaching and understanding to explain why people are doing what they're doing other than they believe they have a right to do it. And it's hard for me to understand or to justify any of it <laughs> um, because I'm not there. I'm not in that those people groups. I, I don't live that history. I don't live the years and years of violence and um, attacks that they have lived through and and the justifications that each side has and each side not just two but multiple multiple layers and sides and my heart breaks because i know that there is no easy solution and that this will not end anytime soon and yet i wonder what god <laughs> has in store and how god is calling us to be the church in response to it and I, and I keep asking those questions because I don't know what that answer is. Um, but I know that, that God is at work. At least I trust that God is at work um, and pray, pray for an end to this. This past week, um, we got the awful news of um, the death of Merle and Virginia Larson's son, Brad, in Massachusetts. Uh, that is most likely a homicide and just the devastation that um, that brings and the injustice of it and the unanswered questions of why and who and what were the circumstances and how how could anyone take a life in this way? And again, I was reminded just of the brokenness of the world that these things continue to happen. 
Um, I met with a young man who lived in the who lives in our neighborhood here in the church, who wanted to leave school because it was too hard. Not the academics, but but being the other in a place that was dominated by people who did not look like him, who did not sound like him. And he felt so alone and felt isolated and like the world was against him. And again, I'm reminded of the brokenness of our world. And I was reminded in particular of how, how different Yankton can look to different people and their experiences of it. You know, the way that I walk through Yankton and the things that I see and the people that I encounter is so different than this young man's view of this town and what he knows and what he's experienced. And I grieve, I grieve for that. I grieve for our church who continues to grapple with why are people leaving? Why did people leave? Why did my friends leave? People who were grappling with being challenged with beliefs that they've had for a long time. And it seems that maybe the world is changing, the church is changing, um, and they're feeling left behind. There's a lot of weight in all of that. And there's times when it feels very difficult to keep trudging forward in the midst of that. Uh, in our Tuesday class, uh, we got stuck on the word murmuring. We're, we're going through the book of Philippians, and 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 Paul is writing to this church that he absolutely loves, and, and they are his partners in ministry as no one else had been. And he's giving them advice, and one of the things he says, do this without without anger and without murmuring. Um, and I just think of how murmuring can really suck the air and energy out of a room. The air and excitement, you know, murmuring is contagious. Uh, and how I think we've been the subject of murmuring for a while. And it can weigh on us. I feel that. I feel all of that. And I just want to name it. I just want to sit for a moment and name that because it's real and it's hard. And it reminds me that there is so much work to be done. It can be so easy and so tempting to just shut your eyes to it and to pretend like it's not there and, and to just, you know, focus on the things that, that are good and um, in our world and, and just, you know, associate with the people that, that uh, are like us and uh, make us happy and, 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 and we miss out on what's really happening right under our noses in Yankton and what God is calling us to see. And so I'm, I'm bringing it to your attention to help us to see it. There are hard things happening in our town. There are families that have no place to live in our town. There are children who have no place to call home in our town. That's hard. That was that was the subject of our last ministerial meeting is what can we do? Right now, Pathways has expanded their the homeless shelter has expanded their ability to meet the needs here in Yankton, but they are they are still uh in with a waiting list for family rooms of eight 
18 units on the waiting list, 18 families on the waiting list on any given day waiting for a room. And the rooms are for people with children. That breaks my heart. That there are children in our community who don't have a home. I lift those things not to be a bummer because I do think there's also hope. I think there's hope in the ways in which people are giving of themselves, the ways in which people are opening their eyes to the need and, and opening their hearts to what God might be asking of them and what to do. Uh, I'm hopeful in our church and then the missions that we are a part of in our loads of love laundry mission in our angel tree mission in in the donations that we bring in and the ways in which um we are being deployed into our community. And I think about the contact center's plea for people to ring uh, bells for Salvation Army uh, between Thanksgiving and New Year's. Um, if that, if you're confused by that, so our the contact center is a Salvation Army extension unit. And the Salvation Army, when they ring bells and you give to the red buckets 90 percent of what you give stays right here in yankton county to be used for emergency funds and so that um if we have people who come to our church um, looking for help uh, we have limited amounts of things that we can do that we have kind of i have something we have something called the good samaritan fund which you can give to if you would like and that goes to purchasing hy gift cards and casey's gas cards and we give out a limited number of those. And, and uh, Lisa does a lot of that work. And then when we don't have those things to give out, we kind of ration it out weekly, monthly. Um, we send people to the contact center um, because they they have a lot of ability to help and, and want to be kind of that first contact for people. Um, and their goal this last year, they they raised about 10,000 and they used all of it. And, and the way that the trends are going, they're going to be needing to use even more this year. And so their goal is to raise $25,000 to be a part of that emergency fund that helps with gas, it helps with um, food, it helps with utility payments, it helps with all kinds of things. And, and that's not just for people who are homeless, that's for people who are like the working poor. People who have full-time jobs and still cannot make ends meet. There's a lot of people like that. People who maybe make just more than enough to qualify for some other kinds of assistance, but they still don't have enough to provide for the people that depend on them. Um, the contact center can meet that gap and help meet those needs. And so one of the ways they're asking us to help is to fill in, fill in the time slots to ring the ring the bells next to the red buckets at hy um, And so we've been sending out, There's it's an online sign-up sheet form. Um, if you would like help with that to sign up, it's two-hour shifts. Um, I would love for our church to be well-represented and, and because we can't meet that need by ourselves, but we can help them to meet that need. And the more centralized we can make that work, um, the better off, because then the more people that are going to be getting the help, it kind of cuts down on some of those uh, serial people that will make rounds and, and and tell their stories over and over again. And it helps cut down on the need for people to have to do that, because it is very hard to um, ask for help over and over and over again. 
Um, I'm encouraged by the the work of um, our visioning team that met this past week and and are beginning to ask the question of who are we going to be? What is what do we need the church to be? What is our focus going to be for the next you know foreseeable future? You know, we kind of talked in a ten year time frame of um, what is God calling us to focus on. And, and what are the needs of our people and what are the needs of our community and how can we meet those needs uh, through the love of Christ and the grace of God. Um, and I'm really excited for some of the things that are coming out of that and the focus and the ideas and the energy and the excitement. And I can't wait to share more of that work with you. Um, uh, we're going to be really launching some things in the new year. So it's going to be quick. You're going to you're going to hear about it soon if you haven't already. Uh, and and I see a lot of hope there. I see a lot of people who are ready for God to work in them something huge. I see a lot of compassion. I see a lot of our care casserole ministry is a work of beauty and compassion and grace. And it's just amazing to me um, the amount of love that gets put into those and the connection that gets made uh, in giving those out. It's pretty incredible. I see a lot of hope in the future of our church. I see a lot of hope in our people. I see a lot of hope in the hard conversations that are being had. Um, because the way forward and the way to a better and brighter future is not by just burying the hard and pretending like it doesn't exist, but to work through it together. And I'm really proud of our church for the ways in which we are trying to do that. I think that is really needed and I'm really proud. I'm really proud of the way in which we are building up our community again and trying really hard to see one another, to appreciate each other, to learn about each other, and to spend time with each other. I'm grateful for Men's Night Out and Women's Night Out that's coming up next week. Uh, I'm a big fan of board games, so I cannot wait. And, and I might be there a little too excited, so just bear with me. Um, but I'm really excited for it. Uh, I'm excited for the things we have coming up, especially as we get into the Advent and Christmas seasons. Uh, there's a lot of opportunity to give back, a lot of opportunity to serve and to be generous. And if you haven't already uh, returned your pledge card, you still have time to do that. And thank you to those who have. Um, there was an incredible amount of people who up their giving this year and really um, showed their generosity to God and 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 faithfulness to God and 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 that intention and promise to put God first was really humbling to see and I'm so grateful uh, and for those of you who this is your first time pledging ever that's amazing that's so amazing and I'm really grateful for you and and for this uh, journey that you're on and I'm excited for what God is going to do with your commitment it's going to be great. And I'm thankful for, and I see hope in the people who are coming on to leadership. 
I'm thankful for, and I see hope for the people who are have have given of themselves in the leadership team and are now taking a break and allowing others to come in and do their thing. It's healthy and it's good and it's what what we needed. And so I'm as much as I see the brokenness of the world, I see hope in the church. I see hope in us. I visited with the Larsons this week as they prepare to go to say goodbye to their son. And in that visit, I saw hope. I saw heartbreak. But I saw hope and I saw smiles as they shared their stories. And as they knew that this is not the end. It's not the end of his story. It's not the end of theirs. And I was reminded of the goodness that is in the world. I was reminded of the grace and love of God. And I was reminded once again why I do what I do. And the privilege that I have to sit where I sit and see what I see. And so my reflections this week are things are hard in the world, but God is still good. God is still there. God is still moving. And God is still with us. I hope to see you in worship this week. Until then, God bless. Thank you for listening to this episode of What's Going On. We'd love to have you join us for worship here at the church on Sundays at 10 a.m. You can also find us online via our website at firstumcyankton.org or search for us on YouTube.